Maddox, what were your thoughts on the Cavs game last night? Good. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Go Cavs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number four of That's What B Said. I'm your host, Bree at Breezy Clee, and I'm joined by none other than Brittany at Bird's Eye View and Meredith at MCAN Sports. Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you guys doing tonight? We just had a, we had to restart this whole entire podcast. Uh, so if this sounds professional, it was not five minutes ago. <laughs> there was two and a half minutes of complete and utter chaos, chaos. to start. <laughs> And now I'm watching Brittany on video with her cat, just dusting her face. <laughs> Listen, I have, I, so I had to go to the vet today because Joey is fat and losing all of her teeth. How old is she now? <laughs> um, she's seven. So she's fine. But like, as I'm sitting, cause Jenna came with me because I can't do any, I can't do anything with Joey alone because I just turned into a hysterical mess. So I'm sitting in the back seat with their cage, and it's one of those places where um, they're under construction, so you can't go in with the cat, the animals. So they come and get them and do whatever, and they call you to give you updates and stuff. So as they take Joey away in the car, I'm in the back seat, just hysterical, and I'm like, "They're gonna think I'm the worst mom in the world. She's she's obese and she has no teeth." And I'm like, "How did I let this happen? I can never have kids. I can't." <laughs> So Wu's on my lap. I'm like, hello, I get a fresh start with you. Let me make it right. <laughs> I know. Is that I'm old so in cat bad. life? I'm a cat person. So, so like, what's seven old? in cat age is like 45. So she's basically like my mom now. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's letting herself very go. Young she's feeling comfortable. No, it's Danny's fault because he gives her <laughs> treats for everything. Like Wu gets her nails clipped. So Danny's like, Joey, come get some treats. And I'm like, Joey didn't do anything. Stop. He's, he's just trying her. to he's just trying to become Joey's favorite. That's really what it what it is. You know what? He can try all he wants. I no, actually he can't try all he wants. She's gonna die if he keeps stuffing her with treats. Oh that's how, how we got is here. She? How heavy is she? She's I, I was gonna say she's only 14 pounds, but like apparently that's too fat. Llama's like 15 and a half pounds. Well, you know, I'd hate to break it to you, Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> Next she's thing losing her teeth. Don't take her, don't take her to the vet because they are not as nice as I am right now. Say, like, oh, maybe she's a little overweight. No, they're like, she's fat. You need to stop giving her treats. I'm like, I don't. Well, to, yeah, I don't give llama treats that often. Um, but last time I took her to the vet, yeah, they were like, you need to not feed her as much. And I'm like, what do you mean not feed her as much? I give her exactly one cup of food a day. That's what the bag said. Whatever. Yeah. The She hates the vet. So we had to I hate switch, the vet too. Um, well, not cats, but dogs. And our, our dogs are getting old. Brady just turned 16. Wow. And I think Gizmo is now 13. And that's pretty old for his type of dog breed. But mm -hmm. when I took him to the vet a couple years ago, and he was also gaining more weight because like his exercise decreases because he's just getting older and his like little legs, he has arthritis. Oh. Um, and the vet was like, have you switched to the elderly dog food? And I was like, I have not. So now he has to, he has to eat the elderly food, which is like a low calorie dog food. I had no idea that was a thing, but their teeth are also like rotting and getting gross. Well, like when I, I noticed it like a month and a half ago, 
and I didn't notice it. So I fell asleep. I was taking what I call a napetizer. Napetizer. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, you know, when Danny's up late, he has to watch games or whatever. And there's a big couch and a low couch in here. And I'll be like, well, you know, I don't feel like going to bed, but I'm just going to take a little napetizer. So like I fall asleep and he hates it because it's, it's awful trying to wake me up when I'm doing this. So, um, the one night when I was taking my little appetizer, Joey was like right next to him and she like yawned or whatever. And he saw that her teeth, one of her fangs was missing. So he's like, I didn't want to wake you that the next morning. He's like, I didn't want to wake you up from your appetizer, but <laughs> I noticed that Joey's missing a tooth. So in that moment, I just freaked out immediately. I'm like, Oh my God, she's going to die. Blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's like my default. Anytime I'm scared about something, I'm like, ah, death immediate. Yeah. So, you know, then I noticed a couple weeks later, she lost another one, told me, okay, something's going on. So, but like literally vet was more concerned about her being fat and her, mm-hmm. she has a little infection in her ear, but like, she's fine. We give her medicine, but it's stressful. Well, cats, man. Yeah. The, the vet gave me toothpaste for llama. Cause she said that she had plaque last time I went. So she has a little Elmo toothbrush. Cause like I have a toddler toothbrush for her. So it's like Elmo. It was the only toddler toothbrush that Target had at the time. So yeah, she has a little, she has an Elmo toothbrush that I'm supposed to use to brush her teeth, but I don't because I'm afraid she's going to bite me. Yeah, it's like impossible to brush animal's teeth. Well, I just want to let you ladies know, this is no indication of how you would be as mothers. So like, don't let this get you down. I can't. Children are indestructible. I can't. I will just say that. Children are indestructible. It's fine. (laughs) You guys heard my like really strong. I'm themselves right now. Just thinking about how how terribly I failed my fat toothless no. cat. No, you'd be fine. You guys heard my really great parenting skills. Uh, just go get on your iPads. <laughs> it's a free for all. It's a free for all. <laughs> all right, we have a lot to get into. Mostly calves talk tonight, which is um, really exciting. Uh, so coming off of last night, we're recording this on a. A when- is it a Wednesday? Yes, it's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The Cavs beat the Knicks in dominating fashion, 170 to 90, to tie the series one to one. They head back to New York to face the Knicks on Friday in game three. This is obviously coming off of a Saturday night, really disappointing loss. Um, and honestly, last night's game could not have went any more differently than the game from Saturday and the loss that they suffered. So I wanted to ask you guys this question. We will get into more details, but what stood out to you the most? Britt, I'm going to start with you. I'm sure we'll have some similar feedback. So I think after Saturday's game, the one thing I kept thinking about was, okay, literally everything pretty much that could have gone wrong went wrong on Saturday. Like all their their biggest insecurities, all their biggest fears, everything all at once. (laughs) Everything all at once. It just, it went down. And they still... With like two minutes left, they still managed to take a lead in that game. A game that they had no business being in. So I felt hopeful. I was like, okay, they can be that bad. Other than Donovan Mitchell. Um, he was tremendous on Saturday, obviously. But everyone else. I was like, okay, all they need is one person to step up. If they would have just had, it, it didn't matter if it was Darius or Lavert, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, somebody on Saturday, just a little bit better. They didn't even have to be like really good, just a little bit better then that would have been a different game. Um, so that was like super reassuring. And there was a lot of discussion, you know, about what was to blame for that game. Um, you know, a lot of people were talking about, 
just the Knicks bench is better, which I, it's still true. That's I'm not going to argue that. Uh, the rebounding, big men weren't aggressive enough. JB's coaching, the rotations. Um, and I think the thing that was the most impressive about last night was the fact that JB, who oftentimes gets criticized a lot. Um, I don't know if I don't necessarily think it's it's fair, but that's probably for another day. Um, but the adjustments that he made in order to make sure that that team did not look the way that it did Saturday. And even super early on in the game, you know, I was there last night, Jenna and I went, we were up in Loudville, which have you guys ever sat in Loudville? Isn't all the entire arena Loudville? <laughs> no, it's just like the, the nosebleeds, like all the way up. Not for a long, like not, not a long time ago. I actually okay. haven't been to a game since pre-COVID. I don't think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, don't do it if you can help. <laughs> and if like you have, if you need earplugs. If you have to do it, absolutely do not have any booze beforehand. You are literally like you are so steep. And I don't know if it's just because I'm like old now, but like I walked up there and I immediately I got like lightheaded and I'm looking around and I was like sober too. This wasn't like boozy me. I was looking around and I'm like I got like the chills. Just like everything about being up there was just anxiety. Eventually it calmed down and it was fine. But like at first I was like, I'm too old to be up here. I can't do this anymore. I'm spoiled, by the way. <laughs> um, but like in the first quarter, it kind of looks like at the very start, it was going to be a, another Saturday. And I was like, oh my God, I can't sit through another one of this, especially not up here. I hate it up here. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, like Darius came alive, and then you know, JB. I don't know if he said something to them in that moment, with you know, within the first couple of minutes of that game. I don't know what happened, but something switched, and they just turned into the Cavs that we're used to watching. Um, so I give JB a lot of credit for whatever happened, the rotations that he used. Isaac Okoro, obviously, who is one of my favorites, he got in foul trouble super early, and that was sort of it for him. Um, but he, it felt like JB just kind of had a really good feel for what was going to work last night. So that was the most impressive thing to me. Meredith, what about you? What stood out? I mean, honestly, the defense was was critical because that was one of the things that was really frustrating towards the end of game one is, you know, obviously they went down early, but that's the way they played all season. One of the things that I got really, really worried about going into the playoffs and like my fears kind of came true on Saturday night, uh, which was they go down early and then turn it on in the second half and then come back in dramatic fashion. And while it was exciting to see 51 games won like that, I was like, you can't do that in the playoffs. Like that type of play is not going to beat the Bucks in the finals. You know, it's not going to beat the Lakers. Well, it might beat the Lakers, but it's not going to beat Golden State. So I was worried about that. And then it kind of like all my fears were realized on Saturday night, especially when they came back in the third quarter, took the lead, and then the defense just faltered again and the Knicks won. So it was really, really nice to see them hold the Knicks to such low points on Monday night, Tuesday night. Yeah, they had a lot of garbage baskets at the end. So yeah, so it was it was really nice to see the defense hold them down. And I honestly think that that's what is going to be the key to the rest of this series because we know the Cavs can turn it on in the end we know that Darius 
has the ability to score 30 plus points. We know Donovan has the ability to score 40 plus points. You know, it's just the the defense is really going to have to hold them back because when they get down early, the way they do, even the way they did Tuesday night, like that's the only way that they're going to be able to come back and win in the third and fourth quarters is if their defense steps up. So that's, to me, what stood out on Tuesday night. And so I'm hoping that the defense moves forward like that. And honestly, if they make it past the Knicks, when they pace, make it past the Knicks, right? Um, right. They're going to, they are really going to have to be big on defense. Like, do you guys remember in, um, gosh, when was it? It was maybe 2018. And Colin Sexton didn't get chosen for um, the all-star team but he did get invited to the rising stars game and he just like played like he had something to prove and he was kind of ball hogging, but he was like, like I think he put up like 30 something points that night and he just looked pissed because it was very clear that he thought he deserved an all-star nod. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's how Evan Mobley is going to have to play on the defensive side of the ball for not winning defensive player of yeah. the year. Like he's going to have to play, the way Colin Sexton played offense when he was in the rising stars game, like act like you're pissed off that you didn't get it because that's, what's going to help this team win games. Yeah. I think you guys both hit on like some really crucial points because Saturday's game, like you mentioned, it just felt like all of our weaknesses were exposed in all of like the worst ways. Um, And that Mm -hmm. was frustrating to watch. And it felt like Donovan Mitchell obviously was trying to carry the team to a victory and it just wasn't enough, which is also really deflating in a way. It almost reminded me of some of the games that we watched when LeBron was on the team where, you know, sometimes he would just try to take matters into his own hands and was a good enough player to be able to dominate. But again, like that's not something that you want to rely on for the most part. Um, And when Tuesday's game started, like you said, Brittany, like it almost kind of had the same feel of the Knicks kind of jumped off real early and it was like 11 to two or something. It was like, oh no, like here we go again. Like we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do this again. And then, you know, it's funny because Isaac Okoro got the two fouls within the first three minutes. And I was like, oh no, like what, what is going to happen? And honestly, it was almost like a blessing in disguise because guys were forced to step up and be contributors in this game, maybe before they were expected to, or maybe it wasn't part of the plan. I don't know, but Karis LeVert came in and he was an offensive spark. The team needed on top of Darius Garland. I mean, Darius Garland, you guys, I tweeted this. This game was very reminiscent, reminiscent for me. And obviously two very different moments. But do you remember when the Cavs went down to the Warriors three to one? Of of course you remember that. Um, And they played game five at Golden State and LeBron and Kyrie. It was like such a hostile environment. They were getting booed like crazy. They both just like went off and silenced the crowd. One of my favorite games I've ever watched. Now, I know this was different because obviously the implications is not a championship series. They were at home, so like there there wasn't that hostile crowd. But Darius Garland reminded me of Kyrie in a lot yes. of ways, where he was just quietly confident. He let his play do the talking. He was hitting threes. He tried to posterize a dude. Like <laughs> I, 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 you know how many times I rewound him trying to like dunk over a seven footer. I was. I like, didn't oh. even get up that high. 
I don't because you, know, you know what's you funny know what's so is... funny I I love how short <laughs> Darius Garland looks when he's standing next to Jared Allen and because like <laughs> Darius Garland is not short the I man is really like not six, short he's like six foot two that's really dang tall but you put him next to Evan Mobley that's short and Jared NBA, Allen in NBA terms six yeah but short. like he looks like you and me Brie <laughs> like, I know well it's funny because um Maddox my kids both kids have actually been like really into watching um all sports recently but they were excited about this game i was like you guys can stay up for the first half but you're gonna have to go to bed and so the second quarter was happening and max looked at me at one point and he was like darius garland was like going off hitting every shot and he was like does he ever dunk and i'm like well you know like not really he's not like a big dunker maybe if he's in open space and then that happened <laughs> i like had to laugh and he was like he does dunk mom and i'm like <laughs> he made a liar out of you that is not normal i swear um but yeah i mean i just i was like smiling the entire second quarter because it was just really really fun and the other thing that i wanted to just touch on that was frustrating about saturday's game they got out physicaled which was Mm -hmm. annoying um they were losing 50 50 balls they got dominated on the offensive and defensive boards mostly in terms of like they couldn't get defensive rebounds which like is wild considering you have two guys that are seven feet tall Mm -hmm. um and even even their offensive rebounds were bad on Saturday. Yeah, like there there weren't like and they were like missing wide open bad. layups. I yeah, mean, yeah, and Darius weird. missed a lot of threes on Saturday night too. Like anytime he stepped up outside the circle, I was like, oh no. Not because yeah, I, I don't mean, trust Darius, but just because that night he kept missing them. And I, I, I mean, like, everyone no. looked off. They just looked yeah. a little bit gun shy, yeah. like lacking confidence. And last night, man, what a turn. And Brittany, you mentioned it. Like, props to JB. For getting them ready um, i also wonder if it was because of the long layoff because they played their 82nd game and then it was like a week and a half before or something yeah. crazy like mm-hmm. that like they were waiting for a really long time um, because they yeah because they had the nba like everyone finished up the regular season and then they had to get through the play-in games and the Cavs are just you know chilling twiddling their thumbs going okay what now and i almost wonder if it was not like rust because you don't get rusty after like a week or so but I'm almost wondering if that long layoff kind of killed their momentum a little bit. And maybe that's why things weren't gelling on Saturday night, but suddenly Tuesday night they lit up. Yeah. So one last thing I wanted to touch on before we move on from, from this is um, I think I texted you guys like there was blood. I was like really petty last night. I was like, it's really nice to see other teams getting smacked in the face instead of it just being Darius Garland getting hit in the face. (laughs) Like it was nice to be on the end of like kind of being really physical and like just like showing your cards. They're not. They're not. Like they are just, you know, when it comes to that element of the game, they're typically just not. And even last night, like they were physical, but like there were parts where, I mean, at the end that shouldn't have been a flagrant. That was dumb. Oh, they're making. I think we have it in the rundown, so I'm not going to spoil it. But but what they're trying to make Jared Allen look like is pretty. Yes, <laughs> let's something. let's go there. Let's go there. Yes. So, I wrote down like the big lovable guys got tough. I mean, Evan Mobley is like he's like a little mouse. Like he doesn't really mm-hmm. talk much. He just seven speaks. foot mouse. Seven foot mouse. And little mouse. He's so sweet. And then Jared Allen, like he's never not smiling. Like I I'm curious if he ever gets mad. Like is he ever mad? You texted us that last know. They're like, does he ever get mad at any? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. I, 
And I feel like the rhetoric today is that he's like now this villain. Like he's this bad guy. Like what a turn of events. Um, so I want to read something to you guys because I'm not sure if you saw the post-game comments from um, Julius Randall. He said, I thought it was a little unnecessary. I understand that in the playoffs, you don't give up on plays, but typically you run across the body, not like that. And then JB Bickerstaff um, responded and said, they kept playing hard. They kept running through passing lanes. Why would one team play hard and not the other? Um, which I agree with. He said there was nothing dirty about the play. It wasn't a flagrant foul. He contested a shot at the rim. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Brittany, you're shaking your head. Get I mean, him, JB. Jared Allen has never been a dirty player. Like this, the, just right? saying those he's, words together is hilarious. Yeah, he's not. He's not Draymond Green. Come on. Yeah, even last night when he, you know, he like set a screen and then he he, uh, Jalen Brunson fell to the floor. Even in that moment, Jared Allen paused, stopped what he was doing to see if Brunson was okay, just long enough, and then he grabbed. He got. He went up and got the rebound. It was. It, yeah. That was probably my favorite series of events because I think Julius. Uh, Randall was still laying on the floor from something that happened and th- it was chaos like that 10 second period I was like this is this is what I live for yes. uh, but, you know even in the in the rush of the game Jared he still takes time to see if some if his opponent is okay because he felt bad that he hit him or he was doing his job and set a screen he's fine but like that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about so to to complain well, you know, Jared Allen, he's playing dirty. This is laughable content. I don't... <laughs> also, can you can you imagine getting mad at someone for being good at their job? Because Jared Allen is very good at basketball and Julius Randle is all mad about it. It's like, I love that quote from JB of like, why wouldn't this team play hard? Like, I just can't, like, it is wild to me. Because they're winning how... by 20 points. We're just yeah, going to stop playing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just wild to me that a professional athlete looks at another professional athlete and goes, why are you playing so hard in the playoffs? This is the like, playoffs. This isn't a pickup game with your buddies. Yeah. You like, want to talk yeah. about soft? Julius Randall is soft, man. Oh God. He's turning, he's really turning to a villain. I think with Cavs. He's not a villain. He's a whiny little man child. Yeah. A villain to us. <laughs> Yeah, this this series has gone real chippy. I mean, like, I was laughing too, Brittany, at some of the, like, events that, like, had unfolded because after Darius Garland tries to posterize someone, then didn't Julius Randle, like, hit his teammate in the face? Yeah, he and hit Jalen like, Brunson sh- in the face. Okay, and then they show that in slow motion. Then at one point, like, they zoomed in on, like, someone's <laughs> mouth bleeding. I'm like, this I'm like, this is what I live for. Like, this so has good. all the theatrics Free, and the I drama. Am- Brie, I'm surprised you don't like hockey for that reason. Because, like, what you're describing is a nightly occurrence in the I know. world of hockey. And so my husband told me on ESPN, the top 10, I told you he still watches ESPN every morning. The top 10, Maddox really enjoys it. Does he stand anyway, while he's watching it? He stands and watches it, yes. <laughs> and I, 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 I texted Brittany the picture. Um, Meredith, I'll have to show you. Yeah, you need um, to show me. So... Maddox really wanted to see the Cavs highlights because he didn't get to watch the full game. Like he really enjoys seeing the highlights the next day, but he got to watch the top 10. And apparently there was some hockey guy that had to get like 12, like a crazy amount of stitches, 12 maybe, or maybe more than that. And then he like went back in and played. Like, ew. Oh. Yeah. Sounds about right. 
Cool. See, that's, like I'm not there to. I don't want to watch freak shows like that. I don't. I don't want to watch boxing. I don't want to watch MMA. Like that stuff grosses oh, me out. One time, yeah, I got scarred for life because I watched this. It was like at the very beginning of like MMA or something. One of those. I don't know. Whatever. But this guy, you know what cauliflower ear is? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, so he was, dude on he, Love Is Blind had cauliflower ear. Yes. Yes. Um. So this guy was in in the ring, and you know we're like, oh, this is kind of newish. Let's watch it. This dude took one punch to his cauliflower ear, and it exploded. <gasps> and I'm no! like, I, I will never watch Ew. this again ever so like i don't like all the blood and guts and, and gore of everything but like i do like to see physical basketball that's fun so no hockey Agreed. out jared <laughs> allen being a villain I, in i will i will make you <laughs> a hockey fan jared <laughs> allen the lovable villain if they only knew lovable villain only knew. like the guy um, at the beginning he sits there at the beginning of the games when we're doing that song and he just says did you ever see him he sits there and waves at the crowd i mean he's just so sweet he's got like he's the biggest so smile like his smile's as big as as big as his hair. Like he's just like the sweetest thing. <laughs> you should start writing poems about him. <laughs> yeah, for real. Jared Allen, your smile's as big as your fro. <laughs> <laughs> your temper's as short as your warm-up pants. <laughs> <laughs> your headband's like a halo around your hair. <laughs> like the angel you are. Flying. Making blocks. Your <laughs> smile makes the fire in Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse light up. <laughs> there, but there's a villain deep underneath. Okay. Don't don't don't. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um. So the only other thing I wanted to just touch on was, um, I mean Donovan Mitchell after his obviously explosive performance on Saturday, he had a pretty quiet night. I say quiet in quotations because he still had a double double, seventeen points, thirteen assists, which was amazing. And I feel like that was really just a microcosm of the entire game, like getting multiple people involved, um, being able to find the open guy. He was playing unselfish basketball. Not to say that he was selfish on Saturday at all. Uh, I think he just like was getting people involved that had the hot hands. I mean, Karis LeVert, Brittany, you mentioned, he had 24 points off the bench. I mean, mm -hmm. there were people making baskets that on Saturday night, like they couldn't shoot into the ocean. I mean, that's how bad it was. So the yeah. fact that he was able to recognize that and continue to get people involved was amazing to see. So I want to get into the rotation mm -hmm. because – Karis LeVert, Isaac Okoro. Obviously, Isaac Okoro um, got into that foul trouble early. He did not see another minute after coming out early in the first quarter. Um, also notable, Dean Wade and Ricky Rubio, who both had minutes on Saturday, saw no action. Our guy, Jetty Osman, still managed to get in immediately, like dribbled out of control with the ball, turned it over. <laughs> <laughs> went one for seven from three i mean jetty's jetty but you, you know, know it was I'm crazy like, like it didn't even bother me last night that that you, he was you, who he was <laughs> you know i kind of felt the same way i kind of felt like sometimes he's just there he's like inspector gadget like arms and legs are everywhere and sometimes it knocks the ball away 
<laughs> and he comes like, oh, well, my bad. And you're just like, oh. You yeah. make the bench sound like the Three Stooges. Like Larry, Kelly, I mean, and Mo out of. there. <laughs> That's, you know. No, but like, Chetty, Saturday, I was annoyed with him until I wasn't. And I'm like, okay, well, he's at least trying out here. Um, I mean, he's he's always trying. Yeah, but like, like he was like that terrible. like one. Yeah, was it? Oh gosh, was it the game on? I think it was the game on Saturday night where the ball was like rolling across the court and he's like diving after it and like almost yes. crawling. Like so, I mean, that's kind of the stuff he's good for. But I mean, also the ball rolling was slightly his fault too. Yeah, but you know, he 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 was okay with taking shots, which yeah. you know, Okora wasn't, Levert wasn't. I mean, Dean Wade was abysmal. So, like, off the bench where they were getting completely outplayed, um, at least he contributed in a positive way. So, that's fine. Uh, last night, he sucked, but I didn't even care. I, <laughs> and that's the good thing. When I could, like, look at Chetty being bad and just, well, that's fine. Like, he's a little kid. It's okay, baby. This is because the whole team's doing good, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, that that was, you know whatever all right so with jetty jetty seems to have somehow made his name um in this series he's gonna get minutes clearly he played in both games mm-hmm. as for the rest of them what do you guys think jb's approach is going to be on friday like do you think he's gonna stick with with what worked on tuesday you think he'll try something obviously the knicks have got to counter this right because it wasn't favorable on their end mm-hmm. i think he's gonna give danny green a lot of minutes Probably not. Yeah. I'm just like That's throwing what the that fans out there. Wanted to see. <laughs> well, right, because like this is the thing, and like and I was ta- we were talking about this in our group text uh, about the hindsight with Kevin Love, and everyone was like, "Oh, Kevin Love got 18 points yesterday," oh, and like, getting like so pissed off about the fact that the Cavs bought out his contract, somehow forgetting how toxic Kevin Love was towards the end of his tenure in Cleveland. Yeah. And but the the thing is, like Danny Green was supposed to take that bench role, and like that was his purpose is to come off the bench late in games and score the 15 to 18 points like what Kevin did in game 1 for the heat. So I say that because I'm trying to put it out in the universe. I'm trying to say like put Danny Green out into the universe and have him score double doubles. Yeah, so manifesting Danny Green. Here's the thing. So like Saturday Everyone was like, oh, yeah, why would we get Danny Green if we weren't going to put him in, blah, blah, blah. And to a point, it felt like people thought that Danny Green was just going to come in and save the season. Which, <laughs> right. I mean, this is, this is silly season. Better. We're not doing this. Like, this is, Danny Green's fine. Like, you know, that night he went off and he had, like, however many points. And that's yeah. great. But, like, you can't depend. This is not somebody that you're going to depend on to, like, coast through the playoffs with. This right. Is, this is crazy talk. It was... He got in last night. He didn't really do all that much, which is fine. They didn't really, they didn't, once did, they Darius didn't decided that he remembered who he was and what he's capable of, <laughs> they didn't need really much of anything else. Yeah. Like, you know, Saturday night, they only needed a little bit from somebody else. Last night, they really, I mean, when Darius takes over, it looks a lot, kind of a lot like when Donovan takes over. Everyone else could do it not just like you know sit back and chill but you know he 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 had this attitude like i got it like i'm good um which was super helpful so as far as like the rotation 
if it's not broke, don't fix it. So if they go into this Friday very similarly, I'm completely fine with it. As long, and I'm assuming that New York, like you said, New York will make adjustments too. But how we started the show with talking about JB and his ability to make adjustments and everything that went wrong Saturday did not go wrong, you know, last night. So I trust that he knows what he's doing. He's not this terrible coach that a lot of Cleveland kind of seems to think he is, which has always been kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this is it's going to be a good game. So speaking of, obviously Mm -hmm. the game itself was very different. Game one to game two. The reactions have been very different. Knicks fans are melting down. Um, And I want to touch on this a little bit because I don't want to complain about the refs necessarily, but I did feel like the foul calls have been a bit unbalanced in a sense of, I feel like the Knicks barely get touched and it's an immediate whistle. And then like Evan Mobley is like Gumby Mm -hmm. and his arms are bending in multiple ways and his back is arched and there's no call. I mean, it's it's been very different and really frustrating watching that, which is why I was happy to see them kind of fight back in a way Mm -hmm. to be more aggressive and physical. Cause if they're going to call the fouls, you might as well make it meaningful. I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like a lot of the the banter today now, like the Knicks have taken this personal, like the Knicks fans. <laughs> Stephen Stephen A is soft. guaranteeing that the there's no way the Cavs are going to win at the Garden on Friday. Julius Randle, even in his postgame presser, said, you know what to expect. It's the Garden. It's the Garden. Oh like, God. I don't, what is that? I was like, what does that mean? I need but, to bring yeah. my gloves? <laughs> tell, that to my hat? tell that to the New York Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I, I don't like, What do you mean you know what to expect? What does that mean? It, I, can't, I can't with that there's, stuff. There's such an arrogance about New York City and the way they think they're superior to Cleveland. But the part that, like, makes me laugh so hard about it is that, like, at this point in time, I would wager to bet the majority of the people who live in New York City are not native New Yorkers. Like, they right. probably moved there from, I don't know, Biloxi, Mississippi, trying to move to the big city to make something of myself. Like, you know, don't act like you're all superior when the only time people care about your city is if they can brag about it. Other than that, like, I don't know how or why, but there was a point in time, maybe about like two or three months ago, where my TikTok for you page was like all people in New York complaining about rent prices and complaining about their apartments and the fact that they're paying, you know, $8,000 for a closet that doesn't even have a bathroom. Like it has a shared bathroom down the hall. I don't know how, but all it was was just people complaining about it. And it's like, you chose to live in New York city. You are not from New York city. You're probably not even from New York state. You're probably from Raleigh, North Carolina. So go back to Raleigh. If you hate New York that much. Listen, so, Raleigh is way cooler than New York. I promise Raleigh you. Is, Raleigh is cool. That is, <laughs> but like, but that's just what I'm saying is that like all these people who aren't native New Yorkers who bitch and complain about how much they don't like New York. And it's like, well, you chose to live there. Don't choose it anymore. And then they all come out of the woodworks for, to, you know, to cheer for the Yankees, to cheer for the Knicks, to cheer for the Rangers. And it's like, you know, it, you know, if the Giants are good, then they'll cheer for the, if Aaron Rodgers ever winds up with the Jets, which, 
who knows? Everyone's going to be like, oh my God, lifelong New York Jets fan, even though I just moved to New York City six months ago. New Jersey Jets. Well, Brittany, you sent a threat, so I wanted you to kind of go over some of the some of the attacks because yes, it, and like, I wasn't even about basketball, right? And no. I have a very evil like so. Brittany has to go over it, but I have an evil revenge plan based on those tweets that I want to share. So, Brittany, you go. So it seems like every literally every time Cleveland, like any of our teams, are involved in you know whatever, especially with places like New York. Cleveland, the city just becomes like a target for, I don't know, like making fun of today. So I saw things that were like, you know, calling Cleveland like the shithole of America, the armpit of whatever. And <laughs> of course, the your lake catches on fire, like all this stuff that has nothing to do with it. And you know why? Actually, now that I'm talking about it, I'm starting to hear myself and I'm like, it's because Knicks fans know that the Cavaliers are a better team. What are what are you gonna say? Like they they just are. The, I yeah. I'm sorry. The, no world can I see the New York Knicks doing what the Cavs did to the Knicks last night. I just can't. Because even on Saturday, when the Cavs were abysmal in almost every facet of the game, they still almost won that game. Now last night was just as I tweeted, it was a good old fashioned ass beating. Period. What? From well, here, you know here. the first ten minutes all the way through, like they were good. That's it. So, I mean, go ahead. Make fun of Cleveland, the city, and, you know, or Lake catches up, which, I mean, that's such an old joke. This is Right, stupid. that's, like, another yeah, thing. Find new like material. How, yes. Yeah, like, how telling is it that you have to find something that happened in the 60s to use against the city? But here, here's my evil plot, and, and I've said this before. I've said it again. I will continue to say it because there was, I don't know, last year, the year before, when, like, the official Twitter account of the New York City governor tweeted something like a bad day in new york is better than a good day in cleveland or something like that yeah yeah exploded so my theory is that anytime someone needs because i guarantee you probably what happened was a social media manager for the new york governor's office was probably their job was on the line and they're like we need more interactions on our tweets otherwise you're going to lose our your job that's what people do because they know how fiercely loyal clevelanders are to the city of cleveland so the minute they just want tons of interaction on their tweets that like they need a lot of engagement they will crap on cleveland and i think that's what happens now even though like these are some from some personal accounts they're crapping on cleveland because they're like i'm sad i want engagement so here's my evil plan on how to get back at them so there's two things that you can do there's two things that you can do when you see someone shitting on cleveland for no reason Number one, ignore it. Just don't even bother because if they don't get engagement on it, they're going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you if you have to respond, if you feel the need that you have to defend your city, which is fine, what you do is you take a screenshot of the tweet and crop out the username and then respond to the content of the tweet. So you're So you're responding, you are defending your city, but you're not giving them engagement and you're not giving him whoever it is exposure to your followers if you crap out their username that's my evil plan either just don't respond don't give them the engagement they're looking for or screenshot the tweet crap out the username and boom evil revenge and you still get to defend your city i like it i like it yeah yeah all right well we'll see we'll see who has the laugh last whoa the last (laughs) the laugh last (laughs) 
Oh man, it's been a long night. It has um, been a very long night. I'm ex- I'm excited for for Friday night's game, and then they play again on Sunday. So we'll see. It's it's uh, hopefully we have a good weekend, ladies. A good yes, weekend. yes. I okay, can- hopefully we, have- we are all smiles next week when we record. I hope so too. Yeah. I hope it's another good old fashioned ass whooping, as Brittany yeah. said. Two of them on the weekend in New York at the Garden. We'd love it. Um, garden, you know what you expect. You expect at the Garden. <laughs> the Garden. You have to say. Okay, wait, hold on. You have to say like Stephen A. Smith. It's the Garden. You know what to expect at the Garden. Said, the oh, calves aren't built for this. Shut up. Right. <laughs> I can't. Um, okay, so we have five minutes left, um, and I wanted to just touch on. There was another event that happened over the weekend on Sunday night, and that was the live, if you want to call it that, Love Is Blind reunion. That was the first live show on Netflix that was an epic fail because it was supposed to start at 8 p.m. And everybody that tried to watch it got the little spinning Netflix. Some people couldn't get in. Some people couldn't click on anything. Mm-hmm. It finally came up, what, an hour and 39 minutes later? Yeah, almost two hours later. So I couldn't get back in because I logged out of it. Oh. And then... I just have to say out loud, I think I'm like now boycotting. I still haven't watched it because I tried to go in the next day and I still couldn't click on it. So like now I'm like, you guys suck. I watched it. So like, so I, it wasn't working on my TV. And so I pulled up my computer and pulled up Netflix on my laptop and I was able to get in that way. And I got onto the waiting screen and then I just never closed out. Like since it was with my laptop, I could bring it with me from room to room. So I was like doing laundry and doing dishes and I just never clicked out of it. And so when it started, I was in and I got to watch it. And honestly, you were not not missing much. There were a few moments that were really worth it. Um, but overall, um, it was really sterile. For a season of Love is Blind that had the absolute most drama out of any season possible to the point where one of the castmates was probably violating her NDA, like left a Jackie, like with all the crap that she was tweeting out. And then promptly deleted because she realized she was uh, violating her NDA. And all these receipts that they said that they were going to bring. Oh, this person used a transphobic slur or this person. Said, and like none of that happened. None of the things that was promised that night happened. So like for one, it being live did not happen. Two, anything could happen. Nothing happened. B, oh, I've got receipts for how I'm not a villain. No, none of it. Nothing happened. It There was zero delivery on all fronts um and i'm i didn't realize it at the time but like in reading the reddits i realized that vanessa lachey was kind of zooted out of her mind <laughs> like she was look was like really drunk oh god Ooh. see yeah. i still haven't watched it i got like a recap from jenna about what happened and everything um the one thing that i did want to talk about which was so funny is on sunday night when this was happening and i knew that you know us three and then angie and jenna like we started watching this show as a kind of a joke like during covid remember that yes so and and we're like oh this show's so bad let's all watch it together and talk about (laughs) it but like other than our little group i didn't know that anyone else watched this show like i kind of thought that we were the only people who (laughs) did clearly we're not night when like holy crap there are tons of people that watch this stupid show that was shocking to me. I was like, wow. I I honestly thought it was just, you know, the five of us and we just do it as a joke. And but but I mean that was 
hilarious because you have like celebrities tweeting about it yeah. like we're making jokes and stuff like that was yeah like i think that was steven i i didn't see the the thing yet but i think the reaction to netflix failing was probably better than the reunion yes. show yeah okay. and i think steven a even tweeted out a joke he did. Too, like it was funny hey. <laughs> <laughs> he was funny for once in his life yes. it was so good. good so good um yeah so Brittany, i don't know if i'm gonna watch it I don't know. We'll I see. Don't, I don't. I got the recap. There was nothing really that I want to see, so I'm good yeah. on it. No, just you want me to? But I we'll be back next like, season to watch. Yeah. Right. Well, I, can, we'll right I, can, I can spoil the one moment that I truly liked in in the whole reunion. If you guys are okay with it, yeah. So um, they did bring uh, Irina out, and I hope people haven't tuned out at this point. But I apparently, saw, everyone saw, watches it. Yes. So so they brought out Irina, which first off, her makeup was incredible. Like props to whoever her makeup artist was because she looked stunning but she was trying to paint herself as a victim and then mm-hmm. zach the guy she dumped was pretty much like if we're being honest i think you came on this show to be famous ah, i love that i think i did see True. a clip of that yeah, yeah so that was that was a moment that was almost made the whole thing worth it but it was it was a really good line um i'm a big fan of zach after that reunion like he was I was That's what I heard. Fence. I heard like Zach and Bliss came off as yeah. like very um, I mean likable and like yeah, sincere. I've, I've always been team Bliss a hundred percent since day one. Zach, I was 50-50 throughout the entire show. I wasn't sure how I felt about him, but after the reunion, I was like, Yeah, okay. I'm not just team Bliss, I'm team Zach and Bliss at this point. All right. Well, that wraps us up. This is good. Next week, if we have time, I'll have to get into all of my conspiracy theories yes. on why the reunion was such an abject disaster and like didn't start on time. I know we always have like more topics than we can get to. And right. particularly I had multiple interruptions tonight. So I did not help with moving this along. So um, thank you guys all for tuning in and listening to us. Don't forget to find us, um, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, let us know you're listening. We love to hear from you and hopefully we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>